so vain I'm pretty sure this song is about me I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Today is Monday, April 20th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I host a tiny, tiny, tiny little show called This Joe Batanz. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a friend who doesn't talk. A lot of people cut me out of their lives. Isn't that weird? We're talking about one today, and we'll talk about this stupid shit that's been going on. Look, it's This Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. What? Uh, hopefully you get the show. Who knows if this software is working? See you in a little bit. Like I said at the top of the show, today is Monday, April 20th, 2020. My name is Joe Batant, and I am the host of the show known as this Joe Batant. The most sought-after show for a reason I don't understand in the history of Afterthought. Like, everybody wants to listen to this show. I don't think everyone should get to listen to this show. It's this Joe Batant, you know? Anyway, uh, hey everyone, uh, my name is Joe Batanz and this is the show I host. Um, I was just thinking about other things we need to talk about too. I, I promised my friend Alex, you know, let me write this down because I forget. This is what I promised today. So let's talk about um, Alex. We will talk about that. Um, we will talk about, let's talk about Acast, what's going on with that. Let's talk about thank yous. To afterthought people for the gifts for my Animal Crossing. And let's talk about um, Lori a little bit, about how I felt guilty. And then, um, well, that's good. If we, have t- if we think about the topics, the list is here. First, let's talk about Acast. As you guys know, uh, the integration happened on Friday. And I just got really nervous because... I got really nervous because I lo- so the way Patreon used to work is, and I used to tell you guys this. I don't. I when we would complain about I didn't get this show or that show, I would say it's hard for me to see because I get all the shows. Every show that came out, I was basically the ultimate of ultimate tiers. I get I got anything we put out, and now it's the opposite. If I, <laughs> ironically. The only way I can get this Joe, the only way Joe Batant can get this Joe Batant is if Joe Batant joins at the $10 this Joe Batant level. Uh, I have uh, no access to any of my shows. Like, now obviously I have the shows and uh, I, you know, can listen to the shows anytime I want to, but uh, I lost that uh, Patreon feed. And it doesn't look like there's going to be a solution for that anytime soon. And I think they're going to have a problem with that at Patreon when that happens. But whatever. Who am I? Bob Patreon? Um, it looks like... Me- See, here's the deal. This is what I've been talking with the people at Patreon about. And I haven't been too happy with anybody. Is that... You know, they keep acting like, oh, well, you only haven't, ha- you haven't had that many people complain. And, I'm, and I told them... 
The problem is that there's the known unknowns. There are a bunch of people, I would say the majority of our listeners, who only listen to the podcast. Like Adam Vaught is a perfect example. Adam Vaught doesn't read any notifications, doesn't read any text posts, only experiences the Patreon feed through what he gets in his podcast feed. So there are now Adam Vaught, you know, fixed his problem because he knows me and so we were able to deal with it. But what about those people there? And I'm sure there's a lot of them who they don't read their Patreon posts. They don't go on Discord. All they know is that they get shows. And then all of a sudden they're gonna stop getting shows. And they're not gonna understand why. And they people of Patreons don't seem to get that when I try to explain that to them. And they act like it's not a real problem. It's super, super weird. Um, because you would think, you know, the whole thing, it's so funny. And maybe like Humble Pie or someone who works in this world can fill me in. But I feel like, you know, the whole point of this was for beta testing before they integrate it with the rest of Patreon. Okay. And every time I say I'm having a problem with this or I like this, they don't seem to care. And they act like I'm the dumb one, or it's so stu- very frustrating because the point I'll be like, well, why did you ask me to beta test it? I think they just wanted me to tell them how rad it was. And, and then, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of great things with Acast. It's actually much easier to post on Acast than it was on Patreon. Uh, I love the control I have on Acast. It's more like this integration hasn't been very smooth, and they act like I'm a dummy. Uh, for that, but uh, whatever. What are you gonna do? Uh, okay, so that's the A cast update that is done. Uh, my friend Alex. Okay, so in college, I had a friend named Alex. We were like best friends, and then we had a falling out while we were living together, and that was really dramatic. That's a, that's an episode for like uh, this uh, this Joe Batanz from the archives, you know. That whole college drama was crazy. It had to do with me being gay and me being in love with him and and he was straight. and It's a whole thing, right? And you know what? Every gay guy has this story. You don't think I know this? If I told this story, every gay guy would relate with like, oh yeah, I've been there. Anyway. And then he and I became friends again. We were never friends the way we were, the way we were before, but we were friends. And... Uh, and we would catch up from time to time, you know, go through seasons where we saw each other a lot. And uh, the last time we were in one of those seasons, he was telling me about how, you know, he had this one girlfriend. And I didn't talk to him much when he had this girlfriend, but he became engaged to her. And it was his whole thing. And then I found out he broke off the engagement. So I called him and we had a long talk. And he told me these horror stories about this girl. Like horror stories. Oddly enough... She was a graduate from the high school like that I primarily taught SAT classes, right? And he's she's a lot younger than he is. And uh, in fact, she's from the same class and year as um one of the one of my tricks. Okay, one of my regular tricks. And one of the senators, actually. One of the famous, I think we have like three senators. And uh she was one of the senators. She was the same class as one of the senators. And um, he was telling me these horror stories, these awful, awful stories about her to the point where I was like, oh, my God, why did you even date this person? You know, like, um, it just sounded awful. 
And he was, at the last I spoke to him, he was living in Miami and was, you know, with this other girl that he had broken up with and they had gotten back together. I mean, listen, I I could tell you guys, it would be four episodes of this Joe Batanz of this guy's drama in his love life. And so, um, it was surprising. I mean, like literally like two or three weeks after I had spoken to him and he was in Miami and Miami's the best and he's going to live in Miami for the rest of his life. Miami, Miami, Miami. And I see this picture on his Instagram and it's him with the fiance, the one that he ended the engagement with, by the way, she is the son of, she's a daughter, I'm sorry, of a prominent attorney. And they were threatening to sue him when he broke off the engagement for all these weird legal issues having to do with like abandonment of affection kind of stuff. And I mean, it was ugly. It was really, really ugly. And I was, and it was to the point where you were like, he was like, thank God I got out of that. What would the divorce have been like? Like all that drama. Okay. And um, I mean, it was really, really gross. And so when I saw on Instagram, I think it was like a Thanksgiving or Christmas, he was like, I love you more than anything to her. And it's a picture of the two of them together. And I was like, what? I literally was like, what the fuck? I wrote that on Instagram, right? And just because I was so shocked, so shocked by all this, right? And he blocked me. This is a guy that I know so well. Guys, this is someone I know so well. I mean, and, and it, it wasn't like we had a big falling out. Like, just a media block, you know, as if I was Dean Barney UK. And I've respected that. But the reason he's on my mind is today's his birthday. He's born April 20th, uh, 2000. And, well, I don't know what year he's born. I know what year he's born, but was that important? But born on April 20th, and that's his birthday. And, um... Yeah, so I was thinking about it, and it's so funny because I guess we still follow each other on Twitter. He didn't realize that he hasn't blocked me on Twitter. And it, it said, like, he could, I had a link to his Instagram post, and I said, I wonder if I'm still blocked. And I, I, I clicked the link, and it said, post not found, whatever you get when you get blocked. And I'm wondering why people find it easier just to ghost me. It's so funny. You know, it's, um, it's, I've just learned, you know, like, I mean, I have literally a list, a a long, giant CVS receipt, long length list of people who, when they stop being my friend, I mean, they literally block me. They're done with me. They can't have me in their lives anymore. You know, uh, I'll tell you what, I think I kind of know what it is, is, look, look, there's the obvious people where, like, it just goes bad, right? But, um... I remember a friend telling me that, and Adam Vox told me this too, that when you know that you have bullshit you can get called out on, the last person you want in your life is me. Because I'm going to call you out on your bullshit, right? And so a lot of times people who have something to hide or are embarrassed about something, and I'll be honest with you, that's who it tends to be. It tends to be someone who's made a poor life decision. And look, I'm not saying I'm proud of this. I should just learn to keep my fucking mouth shut. I'm not saying this like, ha, ha, ha. I, you know, I'm the, I'm the truth teller because I hate those people. Because often I'm not even necessarily telling the truth. I, I What it is, is I have a bad poker face. 
And that extends to my tone and conversation. So even if I don't say anything, they can tell by the tone of my voice or the look in my eyes that I'm judging them. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of a, a Bible story, honestly. And that Bible story is, is after Adam and Eve had eaten of the fruit of the garden of which the serpent gave them, we'll give Eve, they realized they were naked. And then this God, he comes walking through and he's like, hello, Adam, hello, Eve. And they felt embarrassed. They felt shame because they now realized they were naked. And so they hid. They hid from uh, Elohim because they, they were embarrassed of their nakedness. And I think it's very similar to that. I think often, not all the time, often, sometimes, I mean, you know, it's not 100% of the time, I, I, it's probably 60 40. Uh, 40%, I did something fucked up, and so they block me, right? Look, I, I'm not a perfect person. I never claim to be. Uh, and But I think 60% of the time, it's somebody who's decided to make a poor life choice, and they're embarrassed to face me with that life choice because they know. I'm going to judge them. And that and by the way, like once I, I want to tell you, I've said this once, I'll say it again. I don't wear that as a badge of honor. Like who the who am I to judge? I'm pouring things right now. I have several cups of water here, like a lunatic. Um, and I'm consolidating all of them. But who am I to judge? I am a sinner. I I'm just as flawed as everybody else. So um you know, it's uh, one of these things where, you know, actually, you know what, that's a good transition into uh, the Lori story. So, the other day on the um, show, on the, I think Mike and I had just finished Catching Up, and it was on the after show for Catching Up, that I just, was he and I were just shooting the shit, and one of the things we shot the shit about was Lori, and I think it was actually on one of these this Joe Batance shows or something like that, where she started talking about how her Patreon woes. And I didn't say anything on the show because it's something that I... I just don't want to comment on. It to, I mean, I'll have a discussion with her. I just didn't want to comment on the show in that I really think... You know, I've had previous private conversations with Lori, so I have a little bit more insight where I can't speak for Star, and I can't speak for this call-in person, and I can't speak for Maria, because I don't know where they're coming from. But I have had conversations with Lori, where she's talked about joining Patreon. And what's funny is, I was trying, when I asked, I'm going to tell you what the question I asked her, or the answer she gave me in private. Uh, When I asked her the question, it wasn't like, well, who do you think you are? It was more like, well, let's find the best way to approach this kind of thing. But the question I asked was, well, why why do you want to make create a Patreon? And I wasn't asking, like, who are you to go on Patreon? I mean, anyone can join Patreon. It was more like, well, what are you trying to accomplish so we can get you where you need to be? Because Patreon might not be the way to go, if, that's, if that makes any sense. And But when I asked that question, she got, I wouldn't say defensive... But she got really weird, and she said, because I want to make money. And I really think there is a misconception 
that I think people see me doing this and they kind of think of it as a, if you build it, they will come sort of mentality. And I'm sure there's an element of that to this, you know, but, um, and I discussed this, I think on the show with Lori and I discussed this in the after show with Mike Lawson is that there's way, there are way more ingredients to this and luck is a big part of it. Okay. Um, and it's one of these things where, look, I don't think I make the most money in the history of Patreon. You know, there they had a Simpsons podcast on there. Now it's two guys, but and they split it. But I think they may, they pull in like I want to say twelve thousand dollars a month or something crazy like that. And I was like, holy shit, maybe it's more now. And um, I'm sure there's other Patreons that do much better than I do. But uh, what I was saying is, what I'm think, telling you, though, is I would say even me and those people, we are in, I, I don't know the numbers, but I would guess we're in the top 5% of Patreon, maybe even, uh, maybe there's even a, a higher percentage of people than that. But, like, I know a lot of people who try to do Patreon, and they make $0, you know, or $5, okay? Uh, $100 a month. I don't know what it is, Okay. And I think people like Lori, well, this maybe like maybe just Lori. They see me and they're like, not that she thinks, oh well, if he can do it, I can do it. But I think she, I, I don't know, I don't know what she thinks. And and anyway, uh, I can't get into that. I don't, I can't venture to guess what that is. But like I said, so on that after show on catching up, uh, I talked about how. I just was very frank with what I thought. And one of the things I deal with was, I'm sure there's going to, there's going to be a moment where she's going to want me. I don't know. I got the sense today from the rumor mill when we recorded it, that she doesn't think that, but I, at the time I thought that she was going to want me to pimp out her Patreon. And look, I had no problems pimping out Mike Lawson's Patreon because I knew he would deliver the product. But as I shared on the after show, I'm not sure Lori will deliver the product. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think month one, month two, maybe month three, she's delivering the product. But there's going to be a certain point where she stops delivering. And what happens then? You know, when people are paying her to produce the content and she's fallen behind and it becomes insurmountable to catch up and then she just gives up. You know, and the problem is, is then it makes me look bad in my eyes that I recommended this person or this is a person from it's I Lori has a tendency to wear herself out too thin and she can barely handle the commitments she has now. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm going going off about this. But Mike Lawson, speaking of kind of schooled me on that after show and and said I shouldn't have told those stories or shouldn't have talked about that on the air. I should have just sort of in his mind, I think, kept it to myself and I did. I felt really, sh- real shame after that. Now I just talked about it right now, but I didn't talk about it with the same sort of like tone in my voice as I did then. And it's something that I've been the guilt of that I've been struggling with. Now I only have a minute or so left, so I'm going to stop that right there. But what I am going to say is, I want to give a big thank you to Spiral Queen, to Astute Girl, to Luke Stamen, to Humble Pie. They, have, you know, I put out this wish list on the Discord Animal Crossing channel. 
and uh, of things that I want. Now, by the way, I have fossils I need. I mean, I should list those fossils. And they have delivered so many wonderful gifts. I just want to thank them personally, mostly because I don't know how to thank them on uh, Animal Crossing. I know I can send them a card, but I, I don't know. I, I want to find a way to thank them, and I, and I haven't figured out a way how to do that. But I do want to publicly thank them for their gifts. They've given me very generous gifts. It's a great... Animal Crossing is a great thing because they can give me a very generous gift, but and I didn't receive anything of real-world value, and they didn't spend any real-world money on it. So it's all fake, fake, fake presents bought with fake money that they just got because they sold flowers or whatever. So thank you, though. Just the thought of even using your fake money on me touches me, and I and I thank you so much. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of this Jeb But tomorrow, maybe we'll could talk more about this Lori thing or whatever. What did, did we leave anything off here? I'm not sure. But uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. It's uh, I think the, when is the Earth Day? Is it Tuesday? Wednesday? I don't know. But we'll see you tomorrow, either way, on this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. Did I say Luke Stamen? Thank you, dude, Jim, too. You're so funny.